My name is Lola Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. Hello! Uh, today is interesting, uh, at least what we are covering is somewhat interesting because um, today is one of those episodes in which we start our we we look start our look at a pretty I don't know if well known is the right way to phrase it. Uh, depending upon what sphere you're in, uh, this is either incredibly well known or not known at all. Um, because what we are talking about today is I have almost one of the first uh, televised uh, tokusatsu shows. Um, actually, especially this is interesting going off of Sukumon Deka, um, that this is one of like the major franchises that is still going on. Um, and this is probably more of the kaiju scale. Uh, actually, I think this technically might be one of our first kaiju productions or like things we've looked at as well. Although it's it's, it's Ultraman. Yeah, we're, we're looking at Ultraman, um, which if you're not familiar with what Ultraman is, Ultraman is basically a series that started in the late 60s. That is about usually the formula goes, there is a guy that works for some sort of space force or something that deals with looking at, I don't know, like stuff. Aliens. And usually, the aliens. And usually what happens is there's some mishap that ends up with the person dying in a creature from another something uh, comes in and is like, oh, I will help you if you help me destroy monsters. And I'm going to borrow your body. And by the way, I, I will help you fight monsters. And also, I can only be on Earth's atmosphere for three minutes because um, uh, filming monster fights is it is expensive and can't have you doing it that much. So usually what happens in the show is you get like 90% um, 90% kind of babble in drama versus like 10% monster fight. Um, but that's in the TV series of Ultramans. What we're taking a look at today is one of the more interesting ventures into the Ultraman franchise. And actually is a pretty interesting like first look at the Ultraman franchise because that's actually kind of what this intended to be. Um, we're taking a look at Ultraman The Adventure Begins which was a what kind of was a pilot, uh, but ended up just being a TV or a move or like a T. I think it was a TV movie, but eventually got like released on VHS. Kind of almost like a US, like an American version of an OVA. Um, but yeah, this was intended to be a pilot for a TV series that was actually the Subiara uh, studio, which is the people who make Ultraman. Uh, collaborating with Hanna-Barbera of all studios um, to make a what originally was supposed to be a live action series turned into an animated series because I don't know why you'd go for live action to Hanna-Barbera, but they that's what Subiara intended and got an animated series instead, or at least what attempted to be an animated series. Uh, so And this was intended to bring Ultraman to the U.S., um, this was before Ultraman Towards the Future tried to bring it, uh, do an actual like TV series towards or uh, like version of Ultraman that did get a SNES game over here, um, but is also regarded as one of the worst series in the show. Anyway, I, I would like to point out the original Ultraman did get a U.S. dub that I, was brought over here. 
Yes, and I think that was actually right around the time. Like, that was in the 70s, if I remember correctly. Yes, because I know this for a fact, because my dad has the that, a VHS with a couple of those episodes down, literally downstairs, I could go and find. Yeah, and if I remember, because I, I think I remember watching some of those early dubs, and they were not good. Like, it is oh, Speed no, Racer they're... level, like, bad. Oh, they're terrible, but it got the point across. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, we are taking a look at this weird kind of pilot that they just released on VHS because it didn't really go anywhere. Anyway, uh, as you could hear, I am not the only one who watched this, so please introduce the others who watched this with me. Hi, I'm Axe, and I'm here to die and be resurrected by aliens. Hi, I'm Carnival, and I've got opinions. Hi, I'm Torbertypus, and I'm here to check out Babes at the Beach. Yes. Um, this is, so, yeah, this is weird, because also, man, I am looking at, it's also going to help I'm getting si somewhat sidetracked by the um, box art for the VHS tape in Japan, uh, because this, when originally it came out, was meant for a U.S. audience, but because Ultraman got backported in Japan, where it's just called Ultraman USA, and like the USA in it is just the American flag, and it's like it's really good. Um, but yeah, um, it is. Yeah, uh, this certainly uh, was a thing. Um, so I guess before we kind of go any more into it, uh, let's go ahead and start our little uh, control interviews. Kind of get to. Let's figure out what everyone uh, thought about it. And first off, uh, I am going to go ahead and give my thoughts on this uh, because I actually have experience with this thing. I actually rented this uh, back at a blockbuster, like probably right around the. Well, this was originally 1987, uh, and I probably would have rented this probably around 80 or 94. Uh, I remember it was like. Um, my first exposure to Ultraman was from the SNES game, which was based on Towards the Future. And then uh, inevitably, let uh, me kind of like, OK, I saw an Ultraman, uh, but actually was a VHS tape for the series that the SNES game was based off of. Never ended up renting it, but I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was a show. We always just thought this was a game. Uh, and that actually is what got me into but the VHS tape that was released over here is Ultraman 2, but was actually a uh, series of episodes from what was an actual TV show in Japan, which I believe is just the Star Ultraman um, from the 1970s, which was we might have to do that that on another episode. But um, me watching that inevitably also made me run into this, which was Ultraman. The, the Adventure Begins. Um and I watched it, I'm like, this is all right. Like, I remember liking it as a child, but also I, this was when I was a child and you like a lot of things when you're a child. Uh, so I just kind of, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of curious how this holds up because this is an, it's a, it's an hour and like 10 minutes long. I think it's essentially three episodes uh, kind of strung together into one story. And or you could almost kind of think of it as a three-parter uh, that you can definitely tell was meant for, to be an intro for a series. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let's start with this in regards to Ultraman. And I was kind of wondering how it would hold up. And much to my surprise, it actually kind of held up pretty well. Um, 
you kind of see that it's Hanna-Barbera and it's you can see it in some aspects. Uh, there is especially when it comes to dialogue or anything that's not the action scenes. You can kind of see a little bit of Hanna-Barbera tendencies, very limited animation when it comes to like talking, um, just some stilted animation and some really not great animation errors at some point, like some little tiny ones. You can tell it's not like super clean, but for the most part, it actually was pretty well or like it was a pretty well paced series or like a little movie and it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> outside of some goofiness when regards to, as I mentioned, some of the um, some animation errors when it comes to incidental scenes, uh, the action scenes, this wasn't fully done by Hanna-Barbera. Uh, it was done partially by, um, there was no actual animation studio given, but there are some Japanese animators there, which I would assume that maybe Subara or Subarara, yeah, I can never remember how to pronounce that. I uh, might've gotten those together. Um, but, um, Rattery, no, uh, it's actually listed here, um, that, uh, Studio Sign and Asi Productions are this uh, animation teams that are behind this. So it's it, it's weird. Uh, you got some Hanna-Barbera jank, but makes us some actually decent animation that is it, it pretty held up pretty well. Um, I'm sure we'll go into more uh, more deeper discussion when it comes to all uh, like characters and all that when we, you know, have the interviews with all the other people who watched it. And also once we do our group discussion. But um, yeah, there is some... <sighs> Characters that aren't that great, like the main characters are kind of like they're I don't know how to describe them. They're just kind of like military dudes who are like uh, one of them's like cocky. The others, um, the others like the stern sterner of the two of the three. And then there's Beth, who is just basically the lady uh, just kind of doesn't do a whole lot other than that. Um, but yeah, this it. Characters are kind of all right, uh, or at least when it comes to like the combat, it's also great because the, you can tell that the Ultraman stuff is it seems like they were kind of meant for something else because the um, there's not there's like very like little dialogue when it comes to actual fight scenes, which makes the fight scenes actually a little bit better, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this held up pretty well. Um, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, but it actually was better than I was expecting. Now, um, is this the best Ultraman thing out there? Probably not. But if you kind of want a gist of what kind of expect from an Ultraman, this definitely doesn't do a bad job. Uh, and it does kind of make you wonder what could happen if this did actually get picked up. It's actually, or maybe not ironically, but it's oddly enough, very similar to Pirates of Dark Water, where it had some really decent animation and had a story that... Um, were to continue would be kind of interesting to see where it kind of ended up, but due to circumstances never ended up happening. Um, I personally am when I am thinking of my ranking for this, I'm thinking roughly in the eight to nine range, which puts it at the solid or like right in the middle of the good area, maybe middle lower of the what I would consider the good region. So um, first up uh, to discuss this, I'm actually going to bring uh, our resident Toku expert, uh, Carnival, to the stage. And let's talk about how Carnival felt about Ultraman The Adventure Begins. So, well, if nothing uh, else, it was better than I expected. 
Yeah. Um, so how what is your Ultraman experience? So of the big three Toku series that Westerners will mostly know, which Common Rider, Super Sentai, and Ultraman. I have the least experiment experience with Ultraman. And that's because in general, Ultraman series, I'm just gonna be an uncertain turns kind of boring. I'm sure someone could convince me and get me a good, like when they say this is a good series to start and watch and I could get into it, but it's just Ultraman has the problem of none of the human side stuff that isn't the fights. It's just boring as sin and can't even like, just feels like has the worst problems of being a meandering plot that doesn't move the larger story along with just, I, I don't care. Your, you, your gimmicks aren't interesting. You're using the same suits that you use every time. So. Yeah, especially because if I remember correctly, Ultraman, like the first series, just straight up uses the Godzilla suit and just puts a thrill on it. Yeah, that's Red King. That's one of the ones that keeps coming back. It's just the Godzilla. It's just a Godzilla suit that's got a frill. Yeah, and then it's funny, if I remember correctly, during the fight in the original series, it just ripped the frill off at some point. So it's just Ultraman fighting Godzilla. Yes. Like, I have a lot of respect for... Sabaria in productions in just their they make an effort to go out to the west and other parts of the world especially currently of like hey a lot of their stuff is licensed or you can go and go to shout factory's streaming service uh toku shouts like toku shouts who i think is what it's localized for i'll get the spelling later has a bunch of ultraman shows that they show on repeat so and also, like I said, I appreciate them at least trying to reach out to the rest of the world, unlike Toei. But God, I just can't get into any of it. And it makes me sad. Because so, it's wild. It's stupid, like, silly stuff. But it's just, I don't, can't get interested in it. Yeah. It's, yeah, I never was able to also, like, there was, when I was younger, I watched, uh, actually, there was a, I mentioned it in my little thing uh, that, I never really got into like the show show, like especially the one that I would have had the most exposure to was towards the future because our local blockbuster had some of the VHSs from it. Um, but also I watched um, what came out over here is Ultraman 2, but I believe is the it's it's stylized as the star Ultraman, which was an anime from the 70s, uh, which was probably not great, but I was a child. So, yeah. And then I watched this. Right. So um, I am kind of in a similar pole where the shows I've not been able to do. I've been interested in some of the other side stuff. But um, yeah, so with that, um, what was your kind of impressions from Ultraman? The Adventure Begins? I again, I had low expectations and this surpassed them and is like, oh, this is pretty solid. But like, it's not it's not, the reasons that are it's memorable aren't reasons that make it a good watching experience. If for lack of a better word. Like, a lot of it I remember is more of the clash between an anime art style and Hanna-Barbera animation styles. Uh, the really good music is definitely one the one thing I'll say it's a highlight, but just... And more of just, hey, we're doing the hits. Like, we're just doing the Ultraman hits. Which, that's kind of... That's a not fair complaint on my part, because I'm someone who is knows of the genre and knows these things, so... So I guess part of my issue is it doesn't feel it's more notable for the story around how it got made than it is for anything itself does, in my opinion. All right. Um, so you mentioned a, a couple of things it, like 
What what are the main things that you deck stood out for you about this? Like, what are three things you want to bring up? Animation. I know you mentioned music. Well, yes, music is genuinely really good since we learned that it was the Legend of the Galactic Heroes guy. Okay, yeah, good pick. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's the, the person who did this. Uh, I don't have their name off the top of my or on hand, um, but um, actually, it is. Uh, where'd you go? Uh, Shingo Futo seems to be the person who's listed here. Uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes would actually, after this, would do the music for Ultraman Towards the Future, which I believe was the next uh, Ultraman series after this, or that when this came out. Which was a goddamn shame, because Ultraman Towards the Future is bad. Ironically, in Japan, it was referred to as Ultraman Great. Oh, oh man, just, that's a shame. Just to, But anyway... Yeah, the animation style is just, you can see the differences between this is a Japanese studio doing some of the storyboarding and trying to do some of the motions versus Hanna-Barbera. And if you know Hanna-Barbera, their, their motto is cheap, fast, and usually really interesting backgrounds. So when you see the certain stuff changes between the two of them, it's jarring, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, uh, I need one more thing. Or you could just go with those two if you can't think of another I guess, third. I guess it also is like the three protagonists at least seem to get equal time to do stuff, which is good. Yeah, the only thing that I felt like I think Beth kind of got the shorthand, but also. Well, yeah, this is unfortunately a male dominated uh, franchise. Look, I again, this is better than a lot of sh modern shows are with this. So it's like it's a like, huh? This is a good job on that, but oof, it's still not great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that, um, what number are you thinking for this? I 14, 15, 14, 15. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's it, I found that the story behind its production was more interesting to me than like the actual work itself. It's better than I expected. But what I was expecting was something like in the 18, 18, 19 levels. All right. So that's where I stand. All right. Um, so with that, um, that was Carnival. Where's my keyboard? There it is. With that, uh, that was Carnival. Now let's move on to someone who does not have much experience at all with Ultraman and in particular this. So, um, all right. Um, Axe. What is your so you did not have you have pretty much I from what I gathered, you don't have much experience of Ultraman as a whole. Is, is that correct? Well, I mean, I, it's a little redundant, but yes, um, uh, I've said in the last couple of uh, Toku things that we've done, you know, my my stuff is strictly re relegated to the Saban mainstream US related stuff. I don't have any knowledge of pretty much anything I, I i i know of it mostly through carnival uh through secondhand you know his discussion or i'm sorry their discussions of uh, uh of it you know in passing but other than that my this is my first time seeing anything ultraman from start to finish okay yeah because this did not like ultraman kind of did not come out over here in like there were brief periods like ultraman taiga uh, one of the series came out, I think, on Fox Kids in like there was like a year or two where it came out. 
So it was very easy to miss. And this is not one that gets a whole lot of like common rider kind of occasionally comes over here more often. You definitely see stuff like through the Power Rangers and all that. This yeah. Ultraman usually comes out like I don't think it's ever been altered to something else. This always came out over here as Ultraman. Um, so right, the other Toku properties, a bunch of them get kind of mashed up and cut up into the, the US, the US versions. Uh, yeah. Common Rider, I also have some passing knowledge of not much, but I know a couple of people who are very big into Common Rider and I've seen stuff on Twitter. So I had like it's it's, it's, it's a passing knowledge. of. Yeah, I, I know it exists. Yeah. But, and especially um, Ultraman comes from a different like studio owns it. This isn't toy at all. Yeah. So this is really much its own thing. Um, mm -hmm. So. In regards to, especially since you are kind of new to Ultraman, what were your thoughts on Ultraman The Adventure Begins? So my first thought is on the box art, and I think it's great that they uh, put Stripe from the Gremlins movie on the front cover of this Ultraman property. That's really cool of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. like Stripe. There's the, that's the first thing. It's like, oh, Gremlins, cool. It's, yeah, uh, some... Hmm. It's kind of funny because some of the design, like in particular, they're the last monster they fight, uh, which is uh, if the, if the Wikipedia article is to be believed, um, King Myra, who starts out as like a cute little alien thing, turns into basically a gremlin uh, and then gradually changes into um, something that reminds me a lot of the monsters you saw in the Giver. But um, yeah, it's it's a that one face does look a lot like a gremlin. It, it does. But um, as far as the like the actual thoughts on it were, um, I had positive thoughts on this one. This was very there's a very interesting, if, even if a bit kind of I don't want to say camp, but it was it was silly to some degree. Um, but the, the the production on this is surprising because we've 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 talked about a number of Hanna Barbera properties and we even watched before this on Media Delta Pirates of Darkwater, uh, another show that I had high high opinions on, um, and I was struck by how the this this particular production had the the look and feel of both uh, uh, like a Hanna Barbera production with money and a Hanna Barbera production that doesn't have money. It just it had this weird sort of back and forth between really nice, really smooth and then sort of like, oh, ooh, ah, you know, just sort of sort of there were scenes that were really good. And then you had, you know, the one we were laughing about, the 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 uh, the one guy. So it was it was a mixture. It was a weird mixture of really good and sort of like it's like if you play a game that feels like it's trying to be a triple A game, but it's very clearly an indie game. So it's got these this weird back and forth between the two two visual feels. But despite that and despite some of the VA kind of not being totally great, I thought it was very enjoyable. It was fun to look at. The monsters were unique and the story was interesting, uh, weird, but interesting. Um, it's not the I don't think it's the first time we've had a, 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 a alien revives dead person type story. But I, I did find I find I found the concept interesting. But then they gave them I don't know, they give them the jet fighters, uh, obviously, because they at the start of it, they're, they're three jet fighters, professionals. 
and they had to give them jets. But at the same time, they're these super powered uh, alien beings uh, that can just like rip the crap out of everything. Um, which is also interesting, too, because um, throughout the throughout the uh, episode or film or however you want to call it, um, they're not infallible. They take hit after hit and, you know, knocks on the chin left and right. And they do the kind of tropey thing where, you know, the the hero gets the shit kicked out of them. And then there's that that big blast of hero strength and they turn the tables and start whipping the shit out of the, the bad guy and winning, um, which you kind of expect in, in something like this. It's it's kind of, you know, standard at this point, but it's not done in a way that feels cheap or too. It, it's It's obviously a trope. But it doesn't come off that way, if that makes sense. It's um, it's enjoyable. It's it's enjoyable to watch. It was enjoyable to listen to. You know, the music was there's some really good music tracks. Uh, did they always fit? I don't know if I could really say they did, but they were still interesting. And I'm using that word a lot, but it's the word I think that best describes, you know, me as an otoku outsider. Uh, I would say this is something I would love to watch a whole series of and it's a shame there's not a full series of it um and if there's other toku more like this i think it's definitely going to be like it's it's going to be the opposite of how i felt about uh Sukuban Deka, where i you know i wanted to watch more of it i was in, in entertained i was engaged with it and it, it did stuff that made me want to keep watching okay um also it has adrian barbobot Yes, Adrian Barbeau does does a voice in she is actually the voice of Beth, uh, one of the three main characters. Um, actually, the voice acting is a little like I would say weird, but the voice it's acting, it's a mix of people that you kind of expect and also people that um, are a little bit more obscure, kind of actually going for more older voice actors uh, like you have your Charlie Adler, uh, you have Adrian Barbeau, um, you have like like Chad Everett, who has done a number of things. Uh, you have um, Michael Lenbeck, who has done a number of things. Um, but yeah, it's they do a mostly good job. But yeah, there's some like there's some line reads that that don't hit. And also the lack of Steve Bloom is I'm sorry, it's a it's a it's a 19 for me. No, no. But um, no, like I said, it's I enjoyed watching it. I didn't get bored. I didn't start clicking through websites and praying that the episode would end and debating whether I'd keep going or not. You know, and that's that's what I look for is just something that can grab my attention and make me at least care a little. All right. Um, any thing specific? Like, yeah, I think you kind of went over a good majority of like what the things you call that, like the music and just some of the acting. Um is like one more thing that you can think about or is that mostly it? I feel the f- the fight scenes were a little under animated. I I don't feel like they they really I and I can understand why cuz it's animation animation's expensive to begin with, but the the fight scenes were okay, but they could have been better. Is I I guess the the way I would put it. Yeah, and actually um felt like I got the one of the animation studios that did this uh, uh ashi productions kind of looking at the stuff that they've also did um nothing like super like known for its animation that i that i can see is called out or like is 
like sticking out to me. Um, like I could definitely see some of these are action shows, but nothing like really sticking out to me. Um, in fact, I don't even think a majority of this even come came out over here other than like maybe Macross seven. It looks like there's some beast wars in here. Blue seed, which that. Oh, yeah. Blue seed. Jace. God. Um, well, that also was done with Studio IG, so that's not even fully them. But I find that interesting because if there are, if there are more Japan centric uh, animation studio, having them team up with Hanna Barbera is, I mean, I, I, that's fascinating to me. I, I would love to, I'd love to hear the dot connecting going on between those two because that's like a that's a long distance from me in, in my mind. From you know, I mean. The, the place the the company that does the Flintstones comes out and does, you know, gets gives us Ultraman. Actually, I, I well, it's not like nothing in this is like super big, but um, I did actually scroll down to go to their OVA stuff. Um, there was something that was that like uh, did some really early stuff in regards to Violence Jack, uh, Mega Man Upon a Star, which actually we took a look at eons ago. Was I was also there. on that one, but you did do that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's they they have done stuff, but they're not like this isn't like studio like as I said, production IG or like any of the other major things. So it's yeah. Are they still oh, oh, in operation? I, um or did they go under? Uh, let's see. Or get uh, bought out. I think they're still around. Oh, that's cool. Um after I scrolled down and actually list what the stuff they got outsourced to do. Uh things like mask and like mask. uh actually actually the um m.a.c.s.c or k uh which is not known for its good animation uh also the Mega Man cartoon so <laughs> yeah they, they, they things are making sense now actually yeah it's 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 coming it's all coming together now so yeah um anyway um, with all that, um, what were you thinking number wise of giving this? Uh, I'm looking at an eight or a nine. All right, but that's not that's not eight or nine. That is a that is eight or nine. I'm trying to fudge my numbers, dude. Yeah, it's I, I it's the my numpad doesn't have well, it does have the little dot, but it's like barely there. So I know what cons you go to. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, it's it's a solid eight or a nine. Okay. Well, I got that down now. So let's go on to our final, final viewer. All right, Torpo. What did you, Torpo, think of Ultraman: The Adventure Begins? Which actually, actually, before I say, I should say that what. So you're not super familiar, like from the conversations I've had with you about Ultraman. I don't think you have this series in very high regard. If I I'm think allowed it to, is make largely very boring. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's exactly what Carnival said, <laughs> which <laughs> uh, I, I also agree that by like from what I have seen of the TV series, uh, it is very boring. Uh, the suits so, are neat. They got some good suit design and the fights aren't bad, but the fights are just a disgustingly small part of it. And that's why it's so frustratingly boring. They have some good properties, though. Uh, they, they have been a couple animes they put out recently, uh, Quadruple S, uh, Gridman and Quadruple S Dynazion, which are fantastic. That's right. I forgot technically that is Ultraman, isn't it? Um, but yes, um, for the most part, you're, you are familiar with Ultraman, but not like a soup, like you don't have probably haven't seen a whole lot of it. 
uh, other than like you haven't like sat down and watched the series is basically kind of what i'm kids was it that brought over some ultraman years and years yeah, ago yeah, it was ultraman taiga was the yeah, one that's that's what i have seen in in yes. like at most this and that's the one that people from what i recall actually liked so yeah, that is the largest amount of ultraman i've been exposed to okay um, so in that case, what did you think of Ultraman? The adventure begins. Um, it was very confusing is, is what I'll say. And to clarify what I mean by that is it was a show that felt like, uh, it was almost at odds with itself. It was split between the groups working on it. And so like there were the Hanna-Barbera parts, which were Hanna-Barbera as hell. But then there were also like the Subaraya parts, which were significantly more Japanese, so you ended up with a show that just felt kind of unsure of what it wanted to be. So based on the conversation that I actually had the facts, I actually poked into it because it's on listed on the Wikipedia page, and one of the the actual animation studios behind this was Asi or Asi Productions, or Ashi Productions, or at least that's what they're going by now. Um, and some things they list are things like, uh, oh, actually looking at it, they did the F Zero GP Legend. Uh, they did um, the Mega Man cartoon. They did Mask. Uh, yeah, that checks out. Which make as I kind of looked, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and just a bunch of stuff that looks like it didn't leave Japan, other than like maybe some Beast Wars stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it's a really disparate style. It also varies a lot in quality. And it's kind of funny because we learned after like, seeing the end credits that most of the storyboarders are Japanese. Yeah, uh, there's I I the more that I'm looking, I, I think that a good majority of the animation was done uh, either by us in production. There is also a studio sign that is listed, which I doesn't actually list whether or not that's an a American or if that's a Japanese studio. Um, so I would imagine that it is, I would say, majority Japanese animated with some Maybe American assistance. It's just weird because you can feel the disparity between the the sort of anime stylings uh, as well as the very obvious Hanna-Barbera shit. Like, like when anyone the, talks? Yes, because they, they have the usual cast of Hanna-Barbera voice actors, their usual. And it, it, well, mm -hmm. they, they have some that have done stuff before. Uh, it's actually... Like, I think the only one that's like, I think a staple is probably Charlie Adler. I think uh, those, which I think Charlie Adler does look so good number. Like, I, though, granted, Charlie Adler does a lot of stuff, so that's probably not saying much. Also, given that the studio worked on Mask, I can see how they got the Hanna-Barbera look down fucking pat. Yeah. Uh, because, boy, howdy, those character designs. Also, the lady same face uh, was pretty noticeable because they had... Really the same hair and everything. The difference was the eye color in a minor difference. Minor, minor difference in uh, yeah. in, uh hair color. God, now that you mention it, I'm trying to look at you. I'm kind of curious. I look up mask cartoon. Uh, I'm, I, need to, I need to take a look at some of those character designs because I actually wonder if, like, in comparison, how much they look. Except thanks to it being the year 2020. If I look up mask cartoon, uh, I'm getting a lot of pictures of people in masks. Hell yeah. Thank but you yeah. for making a very easy to search cartoon name. People who came up with masks. It was uh, a show that... Go ahead. No, I, was, yeah, I didn't have anything else to say. But yeah, it was... I don't know. It was strange. Um, 
There was also the wildly inconsistent animation quality. Oh lord, it was all over the place. Ranging from like, okay, to really awful. Like one character at one point is talking and he's just like, his, his outline is vibrating in place. Yeah. Uh, also the uh, dude with his eyes going in completely different directions. Okay, so that's the funny thing. When we were doing the, the watching, I commented on that. But the problem is I didn't comment on all of the errors I saw because holy shit, there were a lot of cases like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I know Carnival kept commenting on how clean it was, but I think that was more due to the uh, specific version you got your hands on. Yeah, which was just a YouTube. It was which, It was probably, I don't even know if this came out on DVD. Because it seems weirdly up-resed. Yeah, I cleaned it up at all for YouTube. Yeah, I'm looking now at like the faces on the lady. Like I found a screenshot of mask and I'm looking at the. Yeah, this. Yeah, it's almost identical. (laughs) Yep. Nope. Uh, They they always did that same hairstyle, that same look. Uh, Yeah, it was also aggressively trying to be American. Oh, my Lord. Was it trying its best to be American? Like the basin Mount Rushmore. The base in Mount Rushmore, the constant talking about different states, even though getting there in any reasonable time span would still take incredibly long. Yeah. Uh, they're constant flying all over the country. Uh, these scenic locations, uh, such as uh, New Orleans or New York City or, uh, oh, fuck, what was it in there California? Was a, a, uh, I forgot what it was in California. San Francisco, if I remember the city. It wasn't San Fran. I know there was a ski resort in Utah at some point. Yeah, it was San something in California. It wasn't San Francisco, though. San Diego? Mm, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and it was just, it, 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 was, it was trying so hard. Yeah. And I, I'd argue probably the worst characters to deal with, though, was, well, okay, there were a few terrible ones. There was the main, the, the guy main character, one of the two guys, uh, who was basically constant talk, constantly talking about the chicks, and hitting on one specific character who hated him until she didn't, because she's apparently very easy. And yeah. he's like this Hanna-Barbera classic of weird sleazy dude who always gets away with it. And it was it was so bizarre, because like you could see all the Hanna-Barbera-isms, despite the animation and the music definitely not being them. And it's it just, it felt bizarre. It really did. Like some weird Twilight Zone Hanna-Barbera property. Because you can you could feel Subaraya's influence in trying to pull it a bit away and give it a bit more quality and budget than Hanna Barbera generally tries to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, it led to a bunch of really weird and awkward animation, like the really weird proportions on the Ultraman, like <laughs> one of them having incredibly meaty thighs. The, 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 yes. And it's like, the action wasn't bad, though they tried really hard to make it seem decent. But man, the wonky animation made it really hard to get into at times. And also, they had sweet fighter jets with sick lasers that ultimately did nothing. And they had to always transform into the Ultraman after getting their shit fucking handed to them. Every time they had to eat it to be able to transform. Yep. That is an Ultraman staple. Yep. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, it's just a lot of that. It's just a lot of isms. And I wouldn't say they don't really hit home terribly hard. And uh, I I will say, though, I fucking hated the three robot characters. They served no purpose. They were very annoying and they were 
Hanna-Barbera is fuck. Hmm. I could not at all stand them, even a little bit, and they were just awful. So, I will say, because it, it, looking at trying to find comparison images that you brought it up, uh, apparently this actually got a Blu-ray release. Okay, that's what we Japan. were watching then. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they swapped out audio tracks then. Um, I... I don't know. Well, considering that the entire thing's labeled as Ultraman USA, I would feel that they probably wouldn't want to touch that because I feel like that's probably part of the charm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's I don't know. I wasn't it wasn't bad for Hanna-Barbera. But like if I have to put that in there, I feel like I'm already bringing it down a few pegs. Yeah. It wasn't particularly great. I've I've seen much better. All right. Well, I take you kind of went over most of the things you kind of like thought there were notable. Oh, good. One other notable thing I do want to mention, and the the one thing it got really right, which was the soundtrack was fantastic. Yep. It was really fucking good, and it's not surprising when we learn that the dude who did the music also worked on Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yes. Because I made a Gundam joke early on because it sounded very Gundam. And when we learned that, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this checks out. It's Gundam and Kinikumon, of all things. <laughs> well, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, Legend of the Galactic Heroes and Kinikumon, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the music, though, was, was honestly very good and surprisingly varied, too. There was actually not a whole lot of reuse. Like, every single fight had a different track, which was astounding to me. Is someone who's like so acclimated to Hanna Barbera's cheapness, hmm. uh, and it was that is the one thing I will take uh, like come away from this with is the music was very good. Everything else though ranged from like okay to mediocre to substandard. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what I have to say about it. All right. Well, with that, what is your numbers? A number <sighs> or numbers? It's a good question. I should have come into this with a number. Give me one second. I need to be 100% sure, because I need to check where one specific thing is, and I think that'll I can give it to you. I have it up if you want me to just... I already got it. Um, so let's see. Where would I put it? Um, what is at 10? Yeah, I apologize for not having a number ahead of time. Uh, for... Yeah, that's like Wizardry and Scott I, I would put it about on par with Salamander. Which is at 15? Yep. Alright. Okay. Well, with that, that is everyone discussed so let us bring everyone back together and let's have a group discussion about specific things although i feel like we will have probably similar things to say about uh certain things so now that we're all together let's talk about some of the more specific elements of how we all thought as a group uh thought about things like say for example the storytelling uh such as characters plot themes dialogue uh, from the, I got from the most part, people, <laughs> some of the characters weren't that great, but um, and the plot's kind of a little formulaic. Aggressively. I can't, like, get angry. I can't, like, ding this too heavily for this, because it's like, that's nothing, like, unique to this is that it's formulaic. That's more of a, this is a genre thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't blame it for that, but that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. 
I I still say the best character is that guy in the background of that one scene, whereas one eye just goes pointing up and the other eye looks uh, in a different so direction. I mentioned it on my own, but actually there were a shitload more animation errors like that. I just oh yeah, there were. That was one there that really stuck out in my head when I pointed. That it was out. a pretty glaring one. Yeah, no, I, I actually uh, for once I actually caught on to a bunch of them, but uh, I think that's the funniest one. But uh, but just like the, as far as the plot goes, I mean it's. It, yeah, it was pretty standard, but I still liked it. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, they, they, I don't feel like they needed to do too much with this particular one, you know? I mean, you say that, but I still love the plot uh, where the, there was the group where, like, maybe y'all shouldn't murder the aliens on site. And the Ultraman were like, oh, but they're, they're, they're evil and they're, they're attacking us. And then they were proven right when the lady tried to communicate with that one alien and it went berserk and destroyed most of the city yeah that actually kind of is like usually ultraman or shows are better about that usually it's like yeah no don't attack or don't go for the kill on site actually it's that's kind of a thing and especially some of the later japanese ones are like very much of like yes these are existential dangers but sometimes it's just this is a wild animal that just needs to be taken to its proper home not oh my god this is trying to kill us it also, like, there is a very notable one in the first series where there is a monster that essentially, if I remember the plot correctly, uh, it's, I think it's Jamira is the name of the monster, which basically it is, it was a Russian cosmonaut that I forgot where he got sent to, but eventually got radiated and came back to Earth and basically turned into a monster and, like, stomped into the United Nations to tell people, hey, don't don't do that i forgot exactly what the message was but they were like oh this is an actual person and when they inevitably had to defeat the monster they actually like i think that was like one of the few monsters they actually had a burial service for okay but like the, the whole i hesitate to say this but i feel like it is kind of accurate i mean you're, you're, you're talking about a, a, a program that's set in the united states so I'm not surprised by the shoot first, ask questions later uh, approach to the the monsters. Um, well, you're not wrong. It's just also it's like it's one of those things. It's like, come on. Well, it, I'm, I'm guessing from like I, as someone who's obviously been into to the, the franchises, I, I could see how it might if it's deviating just that much enough from how the other ones handle it, I could see that being sort of a, a sticking point, like a sore point. Cause, but I, I agree. Like the whole, Oh, there's a thing. Let's go shoot it is kind of like it, it for, for these things to be sort of like alien, these aliens that are sort of like, I almost feel like they're supposed to almost kind of be sort of superhero ish type of things. Not necessarily policing, but supposedly like trying to keep the peace. I assume is what they, 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 they try to do. And like, just the idea that they don't even think to like try, because like the, the, the decisions being made aren't by the, the ultra men aliens. They're being made by the actual people. Right. But I almost feel like if the, the Ultraman aliens are still within them and still have some sort of like ability to communicate to them, you would think that it, they would try to communicate that, hey, talk first. If if that don't work, shoot it. So no, they gonna... sleepy babies. They sleepy. Yeah. OK. Also, so I'll give you a bit of context of just. So basically, the Ultra people are basically galactic cops. 
just straight up okay. explicitly. They're like, yeah, we have this all this power. We just go around the universe, usually to Earth, see stuff that's in danger. We decide to help out. Now, there's a bunch of other side materials of just different society that, to the extent that's irrelevant to this disco discussion here, but it's just... Now, granted, yes, I mentioned that there are episodes where they do clearly, like, oh, hey, this is a baby monster, and the monster, the mom is just freaking out because the child is missing. But most times it's just, oh, that thing's gonna die. That thing is well, about to just... <laughs> that was the weird thing, too, is later that... It wasn't. I, I hesitate to say that episode because, like, there the episode was like a bunch of fucking smaller episodes stitched together, and so like they did the baby monster thing, but it's like a completely separate plot line. Yeah, I kind of wonder if they kind of wanted to do a survey of different styles of episode. Like they had like the one that's a series of monsters working together. Then they had the one that oh, it's just a monster that we have to go take care of. And the other one, which is a, oh, hey, this is a monster that originally was started out cute and then turned into something bigger. Because for the most part, that seems to be kind of the the types of episodes that you find in Ultraman. Other yeah, than Alien comes in and then becomes the big bad and then that's it. Yeah, because this, this, because now what I'm remembering of it from yesterday is um, it, it did do it a bunch of different type of monster stories. It had like, you know, the, the standard, oh, this one's attacking, all right, kill it. And then there was the, I think it was the second one was like, well, maybe we should stop attacking it because it's cowering and it's not attacking us. And then, then there was the, the little guy that they took in and the, the lady tried to talk to it. Like there was a number of different stories happening, but I don't feel like it felt too breakneck. It felt like each one came at the right time and then left at the right time. Well, because they were a bunch of different episodes stitched together. Mm. <laughs> That's why it's just framed as a movie because it didn't actually go into production. Ah. Which is a shame because like I said, like I said, in my portion, I would definitely watch this out of a series. I feel like it you could have gotten something interesting out of it, um, at least like, especially in comparison to kind of looking like, well, comparison is say something like mask or like, I don't know, cops or like, God, any fucking number, cops. Any number of Hanna-Barbera action series, this would probably have been more interesting and memorable than yes. Yeah, I mean, mask wasn't Hanna-Barbera. I mean, well, I was thinking mass because that's. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying the carnival. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, no, it was actually one of the, the it was the animation studio that worked on mask. Huh? Yeah. Mask and also some of the early violence jack stuff. And also really what they did. They yeah, they did a violence jack thing. Um, what other oh, things we've done? Uh, all purpose cat girl or cultural cat girl. Nuku Nuku. Really? Uh, OK. Um, they did. They did. One of their most recent things was a cutie honey. Mega Man Once Upon a Star. But Mega Man Once Upon a Star, the Mega Man cartoon. Um, is that Diabolic? What the hell is this? Oh, it looks like it's something based on an Italian comic. OK, wait, Diabolic with a K? Yes. Yeah, that that's the that's the movie. That was the uh, that was the the last. I think that was the last movie of Mystery Science Theater 3000. That was with the. Uh, I'll I'll come back to it. But yeah, no, yeah, Diabolic. I think that was based off of the comic. I mean, I imagine if it's being MS3, like if they're getting that, then that probably said something about the quality of that show. Um, I'm just looking at a bunch of, like a lot of this stuff I've never heard of. 
Um, oh, well, new cutie honey. Um, I keep on thinking that's gem, but that's not gem. That is, uh, oh, oh no, it's Sentai Filmwork, so it's not porn. Uh, gem, Jewel BEM Hunter Lime. Okay. Dynam Macross Dynamite 7. They, they get a lot of work. Yeah. I'm just looking for, yeah. Very diverse amount of work, too. Yeah. yeah. Going all the way back to the 70s. See, they also worked on Mickey Momo. I wonder, I, part of me is wondering if this is the guy who is the director for Mickey Momo that said, yeah, this thing is getting too popular. We're going to have her get run over by a truck. Then she does get a sketch. She goes, she dies. Old truck. Con. This is this is not truck coon who sends you to magical world. This is the <laughs> one that just straight up kills your ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sends you to one of the heavens. Nope, yes. Straight to hell. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it seems like for the most part, the like there's potential, but it, I don't think they fully got into it. But also it's a pilot. So that's kind of the, that's See, kind I of fucking, understandable. I hated the uh, sidekicks personally. Yeah, the little robot dudes that were like the like I I wonder if they're that those characters were like made on like a OK, you need to have like a mascot character that's consistent because <laughs> It's a very Hanna-Barbera decision, honestly. Yeah, it, I know it's not Hanna-Barbera, but that's the that's Snarf or that's um, Orko uh, or that's yeah, that thing. Yeah, it, it's I, I have to agree with that. Like, I didn't hate them, hate them, but they didn't add anything. They were just there to be, you know, the generic sidekick things that'll say a thing. And maybe one of them is kind of cute and that's about it like they, they added nothing and every scene with them could have been changed with taking them out so they're constantly bickering and when they weren't bickering they were being weirdos yeah it's yes it they're acting like that trope of character right i, I wonder what the actually i wonder if that that has to be i wonder what the trope is for that but there that is, is not, but like that's another story to look yeah. that up. anyway i think that's good for probably the storytelling part so this is going to be a mixed one because let's talk about the aesthetic. Uh, so the art music set, well, I guess set design, quote unquote. But um, because that is a mixed bag, because on one hand, this is a Hanna-Barbera production, but with some with multiple studios, so as we actually already mentioned, there's plenty of uh, animation errors in this. So the art is it is. Right, like and from well, I guess that goes more into the competency thing we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, but like the art itself seemed to be I think some of the monsters were designed all right. We kind of I know Torpo, you mentioned that the proportions seemed to be off for Oh, they were all over the place. The Ultraman in particular were incredibly inconsistent proportionally. Uh, most notably, one of them tended to have like massive thighs in a very, very tiny hips. Yeah, that was when that was I think that was the, the first guy. Um, yep. And it was always when it the camera was just sort of looking up at him from the front. And it was kind of doing that sort of almost almost a Lee Feldian sort of stance. And then the thighs are just like huge. Yeah, like I, I caught on with that, too. But like at the same time. I, I feel like more often than not, the animation and the, the, the stuff on screen was OK. There were I just think that the mistakes were more noticeable, but I maybe, don't think they were as prevalent. Maybe I'm too used to good animation because the animation I, in this was terrible. I, 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 <laughs> I 
I can see where that comes from, but I think for the like I think for the part is I've seen much worse. It was yeah. better than standard Harbe- Hanna-Barbera fair, but that's also a very low bar to clear. Once yeah, again, like, there were multiple scenes where like they were talking and it was just their face vibrating in a super weird way. Like, I'm not saying it's on par with, you know, Redline or Cowboy Bebop, but I think compared to a lot of the other stuff that's come out of Hanna-Barbera, I put it on par with Pirates of Darkwater, honestly. I think they're both very similar. Then I think I would I would put Pirates a little bit over it, but I, yeah, I still I, think it was of quality I, would, that I didn't expect. I would only put the early episodes of Dot Pirates over it. Well, I would say well, I would say that this is probably on par like I would almost say that this is like if we went and watched those last couple episodes of Pirates of Dark Water, I would probably say that it was similar in anim- like I think the animation in Dark Water was slightly better. But yeah, it, I, yeah. you'd probably be Slightly in the same better boat. early on. Yeah, the early ones were really good. And then it started, you could start to see where it was running out. And I, I totally agree with that. But I think as a whole product, as a whole product, I think Pirates of Dark Water is still very good. And I think this is pretty close to that in terms of quality. And again, because it's a Hanna-Barbera thing, I'm kind of giving a little bit more credit because it's certainly more than what I was expecting. I'm not going to put it on the the upper echelons of of animation for sure. No, no chance of that. But I, I still think it was competent enough. Yeah, that's just me. Um, one thing I will definitely point out because I think that was a universal thing. Music was great. Like music, music was fantastic. fantastic. Oh yeah, it yeah. was fantastic. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think that's good for the aesthetic part. Um, perform. I think we I think we kind of mentioned performance already. So the voice acting is a little hit or miss. It's yeah. fucking Hanna Barbera as fuck, and that's not yep. a good thing. Yeah, it's it's way all over the place. Yeah, so I think that's kind of all much for that. And then we we've kind of gone over the competency of it. All right, there's animation errors all over the place. Um, use of um, length of time. Well, are you going to say something? Uh, I I do want to mention also really bad same face, really bad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we we were talking about it with Torpos, and I actually in the live recording, Pina, I. Did a comparison of mask because especially mentioning the ladies' faces that there is very similar faces going on. If you like face and hair, yeah. it's white Debbie and other white Debbie. Yeah, like I had to look really hard to make sure that those weren't the same character. <laughs> like if it weren't for the fact that the hair is slightly different on the second lady, which that is not that's the the first one of the Barely. two. Like yeah. a lazy pompadour. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally, I would have not noticed if you, without like having the image there to look at. And also, you could almost tell, or like, if it weren't for the fact that the dude was wearing an evil Knievel ass jacket, you could probably see, think that, oh, I wonder if actually this is all part of the same show. Mm. But yeah. Um, that's slightly not great. Um, I think the use of the length was pr- like, if anything, it was maybe slightly too compressed. Um, but for the most part, I think the pacing wasn't a problem. I mean, yeah, I, as I said, it was very much a handful of episodes stitched together. I mean, I agree I mean, with both. Oh, um, I ahead. mean, I have my pacing problems with it, but those are the same pricing problems I have with Ultraman in general. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Not really a whole lot of other 
Um, so I think that's enough about the comms. See, uh, not a whole lot of trivia that we haven't already covered. Um, other than the fact that this was, I thought it was kind of interesting that Subara went to Hanna-Barbera about this. Wanted a live action show at first. Mm-hmm. I, I do that for going to Hanna-Barbera, but... Yeah, I, I think the pair, I mentioned it on my part, but I, I found the pairing interesting because of all the companies to, to reach out to, you go to Heart, Hanna-Barbera for an Ultraman cartoon. The wonder, I wonder if... To be fair, wasn't Hanna-Barbera also the banana splits? Uh, yeah, I was actually about to ask if they were banana splits. I believe they are now that I think about it, but I was banana. When was the banana splits? It That's should be contemporary. Um... No, that was seventy. To, that was seventy to eighty-two. That was way before. It was Hanna Barbera, though. It was Hanna Barbera, but also I don't think they did that many live-action or shows at that point. Nope. Um, I think around this. I mean, I guess it's not too surprising because I still think around this time Hanna Barbera had a lot of properties cycling around that were still doing well. You know, given that it's Hanna Barbera stuff. Oh, actually, what I hold on, I need to double check to make sure. Um. This is pro okay. So yeah, this is <laughs> it's the thing that I kind of forget about is I wonder like Hannah I wonder if it's just because obviously they're not gonna go to Disney. Especially around this time because I was say, like they were 80s. definitely an easy way to penetrate the American market. Uh because yeah, I'm also remembering the thing that Japan has a really weird love of wacky races, which is Hanna Barbera. Wacky races is still fun. It is. <laughs> But Stupid also, but fun. It, it's one of those things that it's like it, it's more popular than you'd think. Um, but I wonder if that like because if you're thinking of like American, like because what you'd go to there's Hanna Barbera, what it, Disney's probably out because Disney wasn't doing that kind of thing at the time. Uh, Disney, was, Disney was in a tailspin at this point. Yeah, Disney was tailspin. in a tailspin. Um, because what maybe Ruby Spears. Ruby Spears, whoever are the people who did He-Man. It's also Warner Brothers. I don't know if they were doing, like... Did they have uh, Looney Tunes going at the Looney time? Looney Tunes would have been done production-wise. They would have just been doing reruns of the... Of I the think 87, I don't think Warner Brothers would have been doing so. But regardless, I, I can kind of see if maybe because that they're still doing stuff. But it's still, it's, it's definitely a choice. As yeah. I said, it's a way to penetrate the American market. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, putting that connection into that now it makes a lot more sense. The the like of wacky racers, as well as you know, looking for a way to get into the market. So yeah, no, that makes more sense now. Yeah. All right. Well, these companies are notoriously risk averse. Yes. Well, with that, I think it is time to actually rank this thing. So we are going to rank this with our normal one to twenty one scale, with one being absolute mastercraft. The 21 being not even that fun, ironically, to watch with some extra ones, which just doesn't count. So I have taken all of your um, rankings that you gave during the controls. I basically because turns out this was half half in return in regards to placement. So I am going to go and average this to for our starting point, uh, which if I'm going to average it, uh, it puts us technically at 11 points half or like 11.625 so we're going to take a look at start out at the um we're going to start at 12 and then work our way probably up a little bit um or we'll see at 12 
we have the live action Street Fighter movie and the also the yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So my personal take is, well, that this that number is a little weird to me. Um, I would definitely feel like I'd watch this over the Turtles movie. Mm. But I like the Street Fighter movie, so I'm not going to say anything about that. Yeah, see, the problem is I like the Street Fighter movie, but there's other things on there that I would rather watch this over. Yeah, like, I, I love the, the original Turtles movie, and I enjoyed it, the rewatching it, and I don't think I watched... No, I did watch that one. Uh, and Street Fighter was good for its camp. I don't know if I could say that I wouldn't... that I would watch Little Nemo over this, though. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I'm and actually promise, look- I would watch Appleseed over this though. Like Little yes. Nemo is a weird beast, but I would much rather watch Appleseed. Yeah, the problem yeah. Is, I would also rather watch Golgo Thirteen over this. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if we look at the stuff that's in Eleven, A Boy Named Charlie Brown, Appleseed, the OVA, and Little Nemo. Yeah, kind of thinking about that. Yeah, maybe this would probably be below. Well, here, here's something I think I want to throw in just for when we do the re-ranking. It's, I think Little Nemo should be down in the 14s and 15s so, in the boring category. That's just where I'm with that. Part of the issue is that Little Nemo, A, was an old one, like a really old one. Yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah, also, B, the fact that Little Nemo looked really good. Yes. Yeah. And it had that going for it. Unlike this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which I find funny because I really didn't mind it. <laughs> it's God. This, see, here's a problem is that I fucking this, consume a shitload of animation. This is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like I haven't seen really, really good anime. I don't know. I just I I think it's it's we all have our own little things where it's like, well, it may not be that great, but I still kind of like it. It's and granted. I'm also notorious for my. Guess you could say eye for detail. I notice a lot of little things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is a weird spot because there's a lot of like idiosyncrasy, or like there's a lot of like weird cases in here. If I go to thirteen, that's another weird one for me because that's a Sami Dazaki movie, which I I enjoyed Golgo thirteen. I did too. Um. God, Game Pro TV though. God, I'd almost rather watch this in Game Pro though. Mm-mm. No, Game Pro TV was kind of, I don't want to say cringe, but... It's 90s as hell. It yeah, also it yes, you can call it cringe. 90s. You can call it cringe. I, I, it's looking I, real I, crungo, buddy. I, I honestly would put it at 12. If I were to make any kind of concession, I, it would be I, just, just put it in 12. I kind of think we're going to go in a lot of circles if we don't put it at 12. Yeah, I'm going to play my hand here. I said it should have been a 15. Yeah, same. I was saying 15. Yeah, so wow. the thing was, me and Axe had the exact same thing of saying 8 to 9. <laughs> so that that's like, it's the... That is uh, this not is what I expected. That is totally not what I expected I, from this. I, I thought it was on par with uh, Salamander. Yeah, so. same. Like. Yeah, so I think we're going to have to put it at 12 or else this is going to go on yeah. for way too long. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the mood to fight it. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Okay, so that's 12. Uh, got all that. Uh, one thing that actually no one commented on, but I'm definitely going to put on for content. Uh, there's a lot of flashing in this. There is no, so I got no, I a said. really nasty headache at one point. <laughs> I said during the viewing that this had a, this oh, was oh, getting a, a hard... During the uh, recording. Hard, oh, during yeah. the recording. Right, during right, the right. Recording. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, but yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I turned it, away. It's 
like I it was great because I had it on the other because I was looking at something when a lot of the flash was going on. So I was looking at something on the other screen and I could see it in the reflection of the thing just <laughs> going like going nuts. ham. It's oh, like, God. yeah, that's that's a bit much. Uh, other than that, that was pretty yeah. much. I think I looked away like three times during because it was actually now, starting to to bother me. It's only during, if I remember correctly, it was only during like the first, like if you're going to divide this into three episodes, it was only during the first episode where the flashing got really bad. Um, I think there was some slightly later on, but it is definitely bad early on. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, so is there anything we want to call out for music, charm, cinema, or what? Music. Hold on. Music, music charm. Hold on. The the emoji that it's used. This is throwing me off. Yes. Yeah, okay. Music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art. It is a bit blobby looking, the, the uh, video camera, or the uh, yeah. movie camera. Windows, uh, thank you, Windows 11. Like Torpid uh, said, they, thumbs up on music. Music, absolutely. Un- yeah, unquestionably. Music. Um, Art, I kind of want to give. Shrug. Should gotta I give it a shrug? A, you got to give it a shrug, because I liked it. Torpid hated it. It's just right there. It also is the fact that some of the designs are neat, but there's definitely some problems with the actual like competency of it. Why did the Ultra Lady, what was the Ultra Woman, have a pearl necklace? Right. I I actually wanted to bring that up during the viewing. I like that she was the only one with a necklace, and I'm like, uh, I didn't notice that. Specifically, a pearl necklace at that. It was, and it had a little like jewel. See, I didn't even notice that just because that just looked like standard Ultraman design to me, but. Oh, yeah, because. They, they gave it's... her a freaking pearl necklace. Because Ultraman. Oh, yeah, now that. Me. Oh, yeah, now that. Yes. Right? Now that I'm looking at it, that is absolutely. Like, right? it's not like. I was expecting, like, oh, there's some dots, like, there. So it's like it kind of resembles. That is a. That is a pearl necklace. It's a full on pearl. It's a Marge ass. Or no, it's a Lisa ass necklace. Yeah. Isn't the color timer, I think? No, the color timer's still on the forehead. Yeah, no, the color timer's on the forehead. Which is yeah. weird, because usually the color timer's, like, solidly... On the chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything I want to call for yay or nay? I don't know, I feel like yay could be the length, because it didn't seem too bad. It seemed to, to do at least as good as it could with what it had with the time. Oh. Uh, mm. Boy, it was the Possibly. XDs, wasn't it? I don't know if I'd call it that specifically because mm. I don't I don't know if it's specifically a time bit. I think it's yeah, just well, Hanna Barbera. I can't say Hanna Barbera isms. Uh, yeah, that's just true. There, that there's your next uh your next charm, the Hanna Barbera ass. That would be so aggressively specific. <laughs> I mean, I hmm, I just type. You could do company signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't I have no idea what the emoji for that would be. Is it is there a quill? I mean, OK, there there's OK, there's the fount. There's yes, there's this the nib, the nib. which you could put under for yay and nay. Yeah, because it's both oh. Hanna-Barbera and Ultraman. Well, yeah, no, like no, I went... meant uh, in, in the uh, charm guide. Oh, right. Yes. As a for yay and nay, because it's not necessarily a bad thing. But in this case, it is the rougher aspects personified. Yeah. There's one uh, of their uh, logos, just for uh, and um or oh yeah, company standard. Com- yeah, uh, I think other than that, I think that's probably good. Yeah, that's fine for me. Yeah, yeah, same. 
All right. Well, with that, uh, that is going to do it for ranking Ultraman the Adventure Again begins. So, uh, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and also your local SPCA or animal shelter. Please adopt. Don't shop. All right. Carnival? Your local bail, mutual aid, or abortion fund. All right. Torpo? I uh, Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter. And I would like to plug the time I wasted. All right. Um, so next up, uh, we have... Probably one of the, I don't know how to feel, but like, I want to say that this is like a more, not notorious one, but a more well-known one, but I actually don't know how well-known this is. Um, but um, we are going into another pretty big franchise, although this one is much less known probably over here by its actual name, and it's more as one of the series that got enveloped into the Robotech <laughs> label. Oh, that um, fucking tragedy. Harmony Gold! Uh, so we are taking a look at the movie Across Do You Remember Love? Uh, which is a... I keep on wanting to say notorious, but I don't know how, know how notorious it is. It's just... It's, it's a well-known well anime movie. Um, but yeah, uh, that is what we'll be doing next time. So thank you all for listening. I hope to see you next time. Bye! 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 If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolodepuzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.